What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, shoes? <laughs> you see this picture of Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross having having a meal together? Yes, I, I see this picture. Someone posted this picture of them having a, having dinner the other day alongside a picture of them from the announce booth in 98, 25 years ago. Wow. Wow. There's been a lot of just a lot of discourse about this. I think these two guys actually look great for their ages, <laughs> not even considering all the stuff they've been through. Right, right. Here's my question. When you and I have dinner in 25 years, will we look better or worse than this? <laughs> they not take this the wrong way. <laughs> I will undoubtedly look better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll undoubtedly look better. You, however, I mean, what? Uh, 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 Dave, like, I've looked on, exactly man. the same for like twenty five years. Like, well, like, no, I've not changed at all. Well, here's the thing: you you beat people to the punch by being bald first. So, yes. like, it's not going to shock anyone. But like, I think in twenty five years, I might I might come home too, and that might be the biggest change. But I think. You know, a bald black guy just, I mean, I just get better looking with age. I mean, it's just, it's True. just the facts, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, this is how the world works. You know? No, but for, it's okay. But so, but factor that in. Will we together look better than these two guys in 25 years? Well, Jim Ross has been through some things. Uh, so is the king. What are you talking Jerry Lawler, we, 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 we heard him like die for a few, a few minutes. On the, yeah. On, and then on he had a stroke. On a live telecast. Um, I think they look great, man. I'm a fan. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm a fan of the goatee. People are trying to come at Jerry Lawler for the goatee. I think it's a good look. You know what I mean? Uh, but man, <laughs> people, people are really just mean, folks. I hope I look half as good as these guys in 25. Years. Me too. I was, I was Me too. That's the right way to start the show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mister Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. 
I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to And you're listening you're to You're listening to You are listening to And you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show The Masked Man Show The Masked Man Show Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz Mask Monday, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Shoes. I'm always doing great. How about yourself, pal? I'm doing good, man. I know you're busy. You got a lot of NBA content going up. Yep, yep, yep. It's uh, The season's kicking off, so we're doing all our season preview stuff. Tips off tomorrow night, TNT, ESPN. Uh, but that's the fun part about wrestling. We don't get no no, no season opener, no no, no vacation, no none of that. No no pressure to start a new season. There you go. You're just you're just rolling, just year in and year out. So I'm excited. Well, we got the midseason. We got the midseason tournament, whatever that is, coming up in the NBA this year. I was getting, yeah. trying to figure out if there should be like a wrestling midseason tournament, but that's sort of just SummerSlam or in right. AEW's case, like all the various tournaments they have. Yeah, the I was thinking totally unrelated, totally unrelated to basketball, but but it related to real sports, right? I don't. I'm not saying this is what AEW should do, but I'm just saying if I ran a wrestling promotion that had like three different television shows, and you know, they, they, they could do whatever I wanted just to want just to try stuff out, and had a lot of folks on these TV shows that don't necessarily like get the screen time they deserve, or like you know, get an opportunity to pop. And some people get some little bit of opportunity, but don't really pop. The crowd's just not going for it. Mm-hmm. Why not just do relegation? <laughs> WWE could do this too. Why not do relegation in wrestling? Like actually just say, this is our A show. This is our B show. This is our C show. So just be just be completely out there with it. Just say like, hey, if you make it to the A show, this is, uh, I guess you're playing for Manchester United, Real Madrid. And if you're not, yeah. You know, you go to Wrexham, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay. And it's basically, it's just like, it's, if you are in the top tier, you're fighting for screen time with the other dudes in the top tier on Raw or Dynamite or whatever it is. Okay. Okay. And then the second tier, you're fighting for screen time with those guys. And the third tier, you're fighting for screen time with those guys on ROH or NXT or whatever you want to say. Uh, I, I would say some of the, the some of the wrestlers' thoughts are kind of like that already, right? I think there's like there's like a a, a, a built-in relegation system through most wrestlers already, right? Like, I think if you're in WWE, like you 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 want to be on SmackDown, right? You want to be on Fox. You want to be on the the channel that the show that. Well, it's harder for watches. WWE just conceptually because the two big shows are sort of are really co-equal. I know in AEW, like like Collision is functionally co-equal to Dynamite. But I'm just saying, if you have three shows, right? I'm not even talking about specifically Raw or SmackDown or even Dynamite or, or, or Collision vis-a-vis one another. But yeah. I'm just saying, but like, like have at the, uh, whatever, maybe it's at, at, their, at your big WrestleMania, at your big all-in, maybe all-out pay-per-view every year. At the end, it's just like, it's, you tally it up. Do a fan vote. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be, you know, just screen time. I don't know if you wanted to use your own stats because that's sort of biased. Just do a straight up fan vote. The top 20 people are on one show. The next 20 are on the next show. The next 20 are on the next show. And then, you know, you can work a, you, you can work as a jobber if you want on the other shows. <laughs> I feel or like just have, maybe there's maybe there's a fourth class. It's just jobber. I, I, maybe this is a <laughs> terrible idea. But 
I feel I like, like the idea of being... similar to it. Like, remember, you remember way back when when the Undertaker got drafted to a show and he was clearly pissed off. Oh yeah, <laughs> he threw his throwing stuff in the locker yeah. room. Yeah, no, no. I mean, right. The draft used to be a little bit more punitive, like that. But mm. I, but I do think, but it would be great if the guys are like pissed off. It's just like I missed the cut. Now I got to fight for time. And then at the end, they could, you could do a whole thing. Whoever is like the the top guy in the B show at the end of the year gets a shot at the title. He can work his way back up. You right, know, right, right. I don't or know, something. man. I, I feel like I feel like certain people will take offense to that. You know, like this. I think they should. they should. I think they absolutely should take offense. I think that should motivate him. There are dudes <laughs> that are going out there, and I'm thinking of some of the folks I saw on Collision this past week, mm-hmm. who either aren't. I, I'm not going to talk about their abilities. They aren't. They aren't getting over. You know, whether it's an opportunity thing, or whether it's a pairings thing, or whether it's a, an innate talent thing. Right. I would rather watch a show like Ring of Honor, and they're actually doing a great job with Ring of Honor, but like if it was a third-tier show, I would almost rather it be all people who have not been able to ever get over. <laughs> and have it, and it's, it's almost like... It's almost like uh, like when the UFC did like the second chance thing on Tough... I mean, on... um. On a what's the Ultimate reality Fighter? show called? On Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. It's just like you like now now we have like twenty dudes in a room who've never showed more than like a C minus charisma. <laughs> Let's see who rises to the top. <laughs> so you'd rather watch a show of just C minus guys that we've all seen fail at some point. But, 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 but the creative team is working really hard. They're trying, you know, they're working on their gimmicks. Like it's the people are making an effort here. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's, 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 there's parts of this that I really like, and there's, <laughs> and there's parts of this that I could tell is going to cause a lot of backstage fights. <laughs> and I don't think anybody, well, we could use any more backstage fights. <laughs> yeah. No, that's probably true. Yeah. You see, Will Ospreay came out and said, you know, he worked this TNA pay per view, which was sick, just absolutely. Oh, don't don't worry, don't worry. First of all, don't bring nope. the lead. You just, the, you first just... of all, it's Impact Wrestling. Now it's known as TNA. That's there the big you go. Thing. There we By go. the way, that's why Jerry Lawler was smiling so big in that picture. It's because he heard that the, the Impact was turning back into TNA. <laughs> be nice. Be easy on Jerry, man. He's been through a lot. I think he would lot. appreciate that. He's been anyway, a lot. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're, 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 re, they're rebranding as TNA or unbranding as T. They are. They are going retro. Back. They're retro. They're going back to being TNA. Yeah, no six sided ring. Always though. happens. No six sided ring, which I, I think what which, which made them the most unique back in the day. But man, could you do? Does anybody you Brian? Uh, do you guys have YouTube TV at all? Yeah, I have had YouTube YouTube TV. I don't at the moment actually. I'm so so I, I have YouTube TV, and they have like two Impact Wrestling channels that just at, at all times of the day just have random. I got that on Pluto. Impact matches on. Yeah, on yep. Pluto, right? Yeah, like this is a random ass Impact Wrestling channel, and like any time of the day, you can just flip on a Heart to Kill or a Sacrifice or a Bound for Glory or something like that. And I can't tell you how many hidden gems that I've just like watched just through YouTube TV that made me be like, damn, all right, like maybe TNA wasn't. I mean, I was a fan of TNA, obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, maybe they were very much maligned by either their name or you know, online trolls or something like that because I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, this is some good wrestling here and it's always been good, but how much does just the... I mean, I guess I'd ask you guys this. I mean, how much do you think 
the power of nostalgia and the power of that old library and the power of their social media team being able to like anytime anything happens with anyone in wrestling, they're the first person to post something out there. Like they've kind of got it out the mud for a while and they're not necessarily doing big arena shows or anything like that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think they're putting out a very good product and just the fact that they went back to the name TNA has given them a buzz and given it like, wow, okay, like there are three very viable North American wrestling companies out here that uh that put on good that put on good wrestling every single day of the week from Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. You could just throw on you could throw your TV on and watch either WWE, AEW, or now TNA on your television screen. And um, me personally, I. I have I have I have come around on giving TNA way more respect, specifically because of those Impact Plus channels and those mm-hmm. YouTube channels where you can just watch random AJ Styles matches or Christopher Daniels matches or Samoa Joe matches or Kurt Angle prime crazy Kurt Angle matches where he was just flipping people on his heads for thirty minutes. Like, I'm excited for them, man. I'm excited to to see where this sort of leads to them and and what that means, knowing that they're going back to that name. And knowing that the next time they're on TV or the next time they're doing anything, there's going to be a whole lot of eyes on them. What are they going to do to to kind of take advantage of that buzz? It's exciting. Dude, I mean, Bound for Glory was so good. I don't know that there's much more they need to do. I think yeah. they, they get eyes on them and they're going to they're gonna show out. I mean, they're going to shock a lot of people. Yeah. The main event, Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley was just, was so cool, so hard hitting. So, I mean, j- just an exhibition. I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. The Osprey Mike Bailey match was exceeded expectations somehow. I mean that it was so good. Mike Bailey would have been a big fan of for a long time. Yep, Just yep. looked like he looked like he was on Osprey's level in every way, and 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 they just went at it. Um, uh, Trinity won, uh, retained her title. She looked incredible against Mickey James. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm a diehard fan of MK Ultra. They were kind of on, they defended their women's tag belts in the pre-show. I don't know, the Rascals are up there. I mean, there's so many good wrestlers there. It, uh, and they TNA, have folks like... TNA Impact kind of does all the things that every wrestling media journalist or podcaster suggests AEW does, right? Like, they put, they put real emphasis on the women's division. They mm-hmm. perform in smaller venues. Um, there's storylines that you can easily follow. They've got hell, hella good work rate matches. They could pull in a, a random Will Ospreay or a random Kenny Omega or a random, you know, megastar, uh, to kind of just come in and do a, a run here and there for, for TNA or Impact. Like, the people running the show know what the hell they're doing, man. It's just mm-hmm. getting more people to watch it, I think. And, They've been doing a good job. I, I really like. I really like the year that Impact has had so far. Oh, Kinta and Chris Saban's match was so good. I mean, they're look. They have. They have. They're great. They have so much talent. Yeah, it's like they're the one. It's like they're the one wrestling company that everybody doesn't mind helping out, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right. So, so I was gonna, this whole thing started with me talking about Will Ospreay. He said uh, in a tweet, I believe. I had the best time. I've had the best time at Impact Wrestling from a fan experience to quality of wrestling. I honestly believe that the reason they've climbed back from such a deep trench is because that place is one big team. Yep. The moment that they said, we are TNA, I said, yes, they are. Uh, it just seems like a place where people are happy to work. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, like, it, it's, I guess that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, 
It'll be interesting, though. It'll be interesting to see how much traction they can get because you're right. They're, I mean, they're doing good stuff. We don't talk about them. Man, no. we really don't. We should. We should. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna definitely get into some more TNA this week. I will have many more TNA hot takes for you in the next coming weeks. <laughs> all right. Um. No. T- do you think? Do you think T the the name TNA is at all a negative in the year that we live in? Uh. Nah. Is it's it better than things. Impact? I think it's, I, I just think there's a power to initials, man, when it comes to wrestling. And it, it's, it's not that Impact was hurting them. You know what I mean? I just think using the name TNA is a way to get people who may have tuned out or may have not been as, as tapped into the product as they were in the past as a quick way to get people excited again. Like, I think it's the, I think it's the quickest way you can get people excited without bringing back AJ Styles or bringing back the Six Sided Ring. Right, like just. What about bringing singing punk in? <laughs> well, uh, apparently, well, did, 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 didn't they still? Did they still go there? Did I read something yeah. about that? Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? I don't know. That would be that would be that would be hella interesting. I'll I'll see it happening, but wouldn't it be funny? Just as far as like, as we were talking about, you know, TNA slash Impact being the one wrestling company that everybody wants to help out that. <laughs> That CM Punk would go there and do like a quick like three minute three month run before the Royal Rumble or before WrestleMania just to get himself like nice and greased up again before the big show. I don't know. What if that's his angle? What if he comes in? And he's just like, I've heard you guys have a have a a, a, a great locker room. <laughs> I heard you guys had get along really well over here. Well, let me see what I can do shame. about that. <laughs> would be a shame. If- a certain Chicago made that. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think CM Punk's going to impact. But the fact that the fact that it's not immediately dismissed speaks to how much TNA has come back from in the past several years. So the fact that people were like, oh, you know, that's not at the that's not that's not completely do you think impossible. T- do you think CM Punk could buy TNA straight up today? This is totally off. This is totally off the wall. Does CM Punk have enough money to purchase TNA wrestling? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think. Uh, I think. Um, I don't know how severances work at companies, but I'm pretty sure he didn't get all the AEW money that was promised to him. So I don't know if he's got a. I don't know if he's got the bread to do that. I, I don't know. What what would buying TNA cost? Like I don't know. I'm just. I, I would be you, making it up if I said it. Do you think somebody out there could just be like, hey, I'm going to buy TNA for what? What, $10 million? $20 million? It's, is it a $10 million company? I mean, I, I just have no idea. Dude. I have <laughs> I mean, no the library idea. library got to be worth something, right? I was about to yeah, say, the, the library, library is. alone has got to be worth a lot. But man. We talked about the channel on Impact Plus right now. I don't know. They're showing Sting. Yeah, what's, what's on right now? So it's listed as March 2nd, 2023. But they're showing highlights from Sting of Final Resolution, uh, two thousand six. Ah, uh, uh, love it. And who and who the hell ordered Final Resolution way back then? <laughs> Not me. So like some days I'll just be watching. Like oh, I never got to see this. Like I watch a whole. They got something called T. I watch. I watch uh, TNA Epics. So TNA Epics is basically like we're gonna throw on like our best 
30 minutes of 45 minute matches. And they're basically just the best of Kurt Angle and the best of AJ Styles. And on any random night, you could just be like, God damn, Kurt Angle and Jeff Hardy was throwing this mm-hmm. night. <laughs> you know, or just, or just Kurt Angle and Homicide or some shit, you know? I, it's I like the best of highlight uh, packages, right? You might not have sat through that whole yes. show, but if you put this channel on, like this channel got me through COVID, to be honest with you, in 2021, yeah. the end of 2021, I would just leave this on and wake up the, in the middle of the night and it's just wrestling on. And the best part about that channel is like every hour on yep. the hour, they show the Steiner match. They show it every it's so great. hour. They know that their money is at, you know. Like I anytime I'm watching a game or something and I'm just watching something to to, to get back from commercials, I know impact that I'm gonna see the chain link mm-hmm. mask and I'm gonna see little Petey, uh Petey Williams <laughs> next to him. And gosh, speaking of speaking of the, the Steiner math promo. I feel so bad for Petey because, like, you're you've watched it a million times by now, right? And it's perfect just mm-hmm. the way it is. Like, it is perfect. Like when Scott is breaking down the math and go da 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 da, and right as it's done, right as Scott's about to leave, Petey says, "He's like, wait, I know they say something is the something." And then he just gives like the worst like version of Big Papa Pump is your hookup out of your heavy. And I was just like, you know, Pete, we could have just we could have just left off the math. We could have left off the math. Like the math would have would have been a nice, mm, strong finish. But I feel bad for Petey in that in that moment. But I love I love the TNA channels, man. I'm 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 happy that they're 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 on this rider right now, bro. All right. Well. We're going to keep up with them. It's going to be great. Bound for Glory was ridiculous. Go check it out if you haven't checked it out. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to watch. Maybe this is the, the, a reflection of the locker room or the locker room is a reflection of this. But it's nice to watch a really good wrestling show with really good matches and kind of no stakes. It's like going to a really great indie wrestling show or something. And I don't mean no stakes. What I mean is like you watch AEW, watch WWE. One, we're prepping for the show in the back of my head. and then But two, it's just like I'm... Wor- it's all the outside the ring stuff is all I'm thinking about. You know, the locker room nonsense. The 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 who's getting a push, who's getting whatever. You you dip it, you know, you parachute into something like impact slash TNA and and then you even though I like you keep up with it, I keep up with it. You can I can watch it sort of with a, a blank slate. So anyway. In a in a perfect world, that's kind of how you want to enjoy your wrestling, right? Like I could miss a few weeks, watch a little video package is gonna catch me up in about like two minutes. And then just watch two people just throw down. And they even have Instagram in their matches. Like, I think the biggest, you know, they had Jordan Grace and Bully Ray, like, finish off that <laughs> finish off that battle royal, which is awesome. And I know people are very touchy about intergender wrestling, but when it's done right, it's so entertaining. It's so good, <laughs> you know? And I think they did it really well with Bully and, and, and Jordan Grace uh, and, and that last, uh, and that last, uh, the last two people in the battle royal. So, um, you know, very fun, very very fun show. I'm, I'm I'm glad for them, man. No BS politics. No whose contract is running out. No, this person doesn't get along with that guy. It's just good old fashioned graps, and I likes it. Yep. Li- this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. Well, speaking of good old-fashioned graphs, we'll hit the rewind button. Uh, we had, uh, let's see, AW Collision on Saturday. was uh, had some really cool stuff, including a Memphis street fight, yes. which I was a huge fan of. Um, I mean, the match was what it was, whatever. It was just a setup to get Jay Lethal a shot at, uh, at, at, at Eddie Kingston's Ring of Honor Championship. But, you know, we just got the whole Jarrett family just schmozzing around. And eventually the numbers game overtook our guy, Eddie Kingston, who has had a number of friends in his time in AEW, right? I mean, it seems like anytime he needs some friends, he's got a new tag team that's backing him up. I, I don't know why no one could help him in this match, but I guess it was fun for the storytelling. Um, let's see, we got uh, your tag team champs, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, defended against the BCC. Um, Miro won against Action Andretti in a... Convincing. <laughs> well, convincingly. Andretti got all this stuff in. I think this is the big difference. I mean, this is one of the big one of the big things about AEW's booking style is that, like, because and 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 by the way, uh, this is not a, a net negative, but because they're so they you sort of like inherently give all this credence to the guys, the the high flyers. Right, the young bucks are viewed as co-equals with everybody else. Whereas in WWE, historically, it's these are dudes like Evan Bourne who get like, you know, one cool win in a blue moon, but for the most part, just do amazing crap and get squashed. Um, is that you? Because of that, you have to, Action Andretti is got you got he's, when he when they say okay, you get your stuff in and then you lose. He ends up looking like the more impressive wrestler because him getting his stuff in is like this like in crazy in, insane display, and it's all. Moves that AEW has trained us to believe are devastating. You know, yeah. it's like like that was as close as they're going to get to a squash match. Well, with any you know, if if the wrestler has any reputation at all, 
for sure. It would have been, it seemed like it would have made more sense if Miro would just beat the crap out of him, you know? Let Andretti get like three moves in and then have Miro just kill him. But then again, I'm not sure what makes sense because I don't really know what I'm supposed to be understanding about Miro and AJ. So I, think, so, uh, I think, so I think the, the, the Miro thing is like CJ is going to find some CJ. people. Did I say AJ? You said AJ. He's going to find some people that she's, she's talented, that think she thinks are talented, and Miro's going to keep killing them. And I think this is probably like CJ, Lana, Perry's way of uh, managing Miro without managing Miro. He's just going to find people for him to mm-hmm. destroy oh. on a weekly basis, you know? Management by proxy. I like this. There you go. You know, that's uh, what it seems like. The most important thing that happened uh, on Collision this week was um, the return. Actually, you know, the most important thing that, that happened this week was the debut, you know, losing effort against FTR of Bad Fad Brown and Darian Bingston, who just <laughs> are great. But just the best wrestler <laughs> names I've ever heard. Bad Fad Brown and Darian Bingston. Mm. Darian Bingston is like a name that, uh, you know, I would make up for like a butler if I was playing a character for my child. But like still bad, sad brown, just amazing. Uh, but the most important thing is the the return of um, of the House of Black. There were a lot of lights out this episode of the show. Lights out after lights out after lights out. And yeah. Malachi Black came back and attacked Brian Danielson. And then the other two dudes came back and uh, attacked the Blackpool Combat Club after the main event. There were a lot of lights out. But this is a great thing. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what this is a, this is a, an incredibly positive sign in my mind for Tony Khan and AEW to be in a situation saying we need something else. What do we do? And instead of trying to pull a rabbit out, instead of trying to sign somebody else, instead of trying to put the belt on edge, sorry, Adam Copeland right away, you know, instead of doing something crazy, <laughs> you look around, and you say, oh, shit, we have the House of Black. They're already potentially just an elite, elite act slash moneymaker, whatever you want to say, let's just put him in position to kill and make him seem like a big deal. I mean, this was one night. Who knows what's going to happen next week, but some people said it was too much lights out, some too much House of Black for one episode of Collision. I disagree. Give them the show. Do you remember how much of an episode of Monday Night Raw, like the Ministry of Darkness used to take up back in the day? Yeah. They got like an hour and 15 minutes of screen time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, like, just give them all the time they want. Let this be their show. It's it's it, They're incredible. It, it feels like AW is so reactionary, right? Like I feel like I was just, I, I I was just scrolling and somebody had a stat that said like Malachi Black's only wrestled like six singles matches or something like some ridiculously low number of singles matches. Well, he's been like, hurt, but yes, well, but yeah, but, but he's been in a ton of six man tags though, a, a ton of tag matches with the House of Black, but haven't necessarily gotten straight solo stuff. So. You know, him going at Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, uh, was interesting, especially after, you know, the, the Andrade match, uh, which I thought was great. Um, but man, I, he's just House of Black aside. You could, I, I hear what you're saying with House of Black. I just want to see more Malachi, man. Like, I think he's just a guy who at one point I thought was like a can't miss star, dude. Like, from the NXT to, 
even his first like mini run in AEW against like Cody Rhodes and you know just wearing him out the first match. I think he I think he won like five. So he, he squashed him. One of the very few squashes. We talked about squashes a few yeah. minutes ago. He squashed Cody Rhodes <laughs> first yep. match. And they never really, you know, uh, paid that off, I think. Or at least, you know, I understand he was hurt and all that type of stuff. But you feel like if you feel that strongly about somebody's talent, um, you'd like to see them more uh, just kind of have uh, just solo matches. So I'm looking forward to the potential Brian Danielson Malachi Black match, but more so, I'm just looking forward to more Malachi Black solo matches, man. Like, I don't think he's gotten enough time to really cook on his own. I agree. And just be, you know, the awesome, just ass-kicking dude that he was uh, coming into AEW. Uh, rewind more than that, that he was back in NXT for a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, he had, he so. had man, the, the, the moment you know, a lot of people talk about when when AEW acquired Adam Cole and and CM Punk and Brian Danielson in that span. There was another span when they snatched up Malachi Black and Keith Lee, and I'm just like, oh my god, these are two guys that I thought were going to be WrestleMania main eventers <laughs> in, in the next several years. You know, and those are two guys that I think haven't necessarily gotten uh, an opportunity. Whether it's you know too many people on the roster, to not enough TV time to fill up. Uh, as far as solo acts is concerned, but I, I don't know how you don't find time for Malachi Black to be at least you, you got a zillion championships already. You can get him one. You get him one that makes him that makes his solo uh, his solo uh, run run interesting and fun to watch. So I'm I'm hoping that this is the start of that. Me too. Me too. Give that guy everything. Something, I mean, don't man. give him everything. You need to, you know. I want to see it that, around a little bit. I, I want to see that damn spinning heel kick every week. Every week, I got to see him kick someone's face off somehow because it's, it's one you know of the what? Best Let him ever. in the Blackpool Combat Club. Let him put that <laughs> thing to rest. <laughs> right? Like, may, well, may, what? What? Put it like beat the Blackpool Combat Club. Like, put beat it them rest? and send them off in their own directions. This is not. We don't need these guys hanging around each other anymore. <laughs> They're not, not doing anybody Blackpool. any favors. I know the even... only one from Blackpool's gone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. No. Daniel Bryan's going to be on the last year of his career. Let him be a solo act. The rest of the you know Moxley's not helping or being helped by those guys. Yeah, yeah, just let them do their own thing. As long as Moxley has the music, he's he's over. And Claudio doing defensive slides with Wheeler Yuta at the entrance ramp is like, all right, <laughs> maybe they could just they could just kick it together. Claudio should just go be the, the you know, t- take the same role in the Callus family. You know, like he, they're, they're all all those dudes, all the dudes that Don Callis brings on are like immaculately built, and you know, many of them are foreign. Yeah, a, he'll fit right in. He would, he would. So he he'd be part of the Don Callis family. Yeah, I'm uh, fantasy booking here. <laughs> I don't know. I just say I, I think Mox is more interesting when he's just a solo act, just going through hell. You know, occasionally buddying up with a guy like you think Eddie BCC Kingston is, or something. You, you think BCC just ran its course, like it's 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 been it's been done. It's done. Yeah, I mean, the only it's it's one of those factions that seems to only exist to get into faction fights. You know, and that's <laughs> it's it's not like these guys seem like they hang out that much. I mean, I mean, yeah, do. it's I think it's I think it's because it's 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 modeled after like 
your MMA sort of like fight clubs, right? Like it's modeled after like your American top teams or your, sure, you know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, whatever the hell's, but... You know, well, they don't. Well, then you're, you're right. You know, you know what? You might be right. If the, the move might be to keep it more low key, just but just disband it. Let them, you know, keep the patch on their jacket or yeah. whatever. But like, they don't need to be coming out there together doing tag matches all right. the time and whatever. Like, else. if there's a championship match or whatever, like they'll come out and hold the belts and you know, yeah. <laughs> keep them warmed up or something like that, like a like a real fight club. But you know, yeah. they don't have to be a quote unquote faction like that. Yeah, it's just sort of like faction overload. Which is kind of, which is sort of a necessity when you've got trios titles and everything else factored into your thing and just too many people because they don't relegate anyone to the next division like I've suggested. Anyway, too long on that one. I don't really hate the combat club that much, but whatever. I'll stick with my hot take. Uh, what else happened this weekend? Oh, 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 SmackDown. We got Jay Uso invading SmackDown now. We got an Uso... Uh, uh, Illegal use of oos mm. on every on every <laughs> episode of uh, WWE television yeah. at this point. Um, uh, let's see, Jay, uh, Jay interfered, got back on his on Jimmy. He got kicked out. Uh, I guess I, I don't know what what was the highlight of uh, of, of SmackDown. So uh, so Jay came to uh, return the favor to Jimmy. And Nick Aldis uh, fined Jimmy $10,000 for coming to Raw. And for the first time in what seems like a long time, there's actual consequences for being on a show that you're not drafted towards. And, uh, you know, Scrap Daddy Adam Pearce. Here's the thing. How, ca- how can you find somebody who you don't, who doesn't work for you? I don't know, but I guess you could do it. <laughs> I guess you could do it. I think that the I think the point is they're establishing that there's actual reasons to to want to keep somebody off and on a show, and basically saying, "Hey, maybe Adam Pierce, you could have found this person the whole time. You're just incompetent and didn't yeah. have the thoughts to do it." You know, I'm just saying, if I were the GM of Raw or SmackDown, every time one of the other shows wrestlers spoke the name of one of my wrestlers. <laughs> Anything that I could even, even any stretch I could make to perceive something as a grievance, I would just find them a million dollars, which apparently you could just do and, and I don't know, uh, withdraw, uh, you know, via wire transfer from their account. And then what are they going to do? Quit the other show? Oh no. You know, like it, that would be great. Anyway. Let's moving on. We, you're right. Maybe maybe Scrap Daddy has not been the best manager, but he's got a head a lot on his plate. He has, and 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 you kind of tell that like they kind of played into it too. You know, I love how sometimes they kind of work in the terrible plot holes with just incompetence. So Adam Pierce is like, you kind of see the realization on his face, like, oh, you could you could you could find people. Like, okay, all right, game on. Okay, so I think now they're gonna be some sort of. Raw versus SmackDown sort of uh, animosity with actual stakes for the first time and not just brand supremacy, you know? And I don't know about you guys, but watching Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce face off against each other, now I was you're, like, come you're, on you're now. Up. Come on now. <laughs> Give me one. Give me one NWA classic. I'm with it. Uh, but no, nah, it, it made a lot of sense to, to, to find Jay because what, then what's the point? What's the point of having a general manager for SmackDown is if, if there's not consequences for actions, you know? So, but the LA Knight stuff, 
was intriguing. Um, you think so? I think so. I think him going back and forth with Heyman was intriguing. Uh, I have a suggestion. Let's talk about it. I'm not sure if this is a thing for LA Knight to do. Because I'm not sure. I'm not sure quite how you say this in kayfabe and have it make sense. Mm-hmm. But I would almost like, I would almost like LA Knight to be like, like smarter, the smartest guy in the room, and just say, "Listen, I know you never lose to Roman Reigns or to Paul Heyman as Roman Reigns' proxy. Roman never loses title matches, right?" He certainly isn't going to lose a title match at an off-month pay-per-view in another country. Every wrestling fan knows this. So I demand that this be a non-title match. Mm. Because every wrestling fan, because suddenly my odds will shoot up. Like in a meta way, I don't know how you can have him say it in a way that makes any sense at all in character. But he would get so much credit for it, wouldn't he? I know the only way I'm going to win this match is if it's a non-title match. Everybody knows this. (laughs) And I want to win so bad, I'm willing to forego the title. I see where you're going there. Uh, I see where you're going there. It's almost like, well, I know, uh, just judging by every single Roman Reigns match in the past three years, there's going to be some sort of obstacle placed in front of me on top of this guy who's already... And uh, an all-time like killing machine as a wrestler, right? Yep, yep. Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess calling the bluff could make LA Knight seem even more of a affable sort of babyface, where it's just like it's not about the title; it's about the respect. And then maybe, maybe you get an LA Knight. And maybe you're right. Maybe if I forego the title, then you guys will forego bringing in some like you know mysterious fifth uso yeah, in a hoodie like, to be, hit me with a chair so uh, so i i wouldn't say that's so much of la knight having to think more than his opponents that's that's probably one of the drawbacks of this roman reigns run right like that's that's probably one of the only things you could say that makes it not as enjoyable as much is because LA Knight being in this title match, almost nobody thinks he's going to win. Right? No way. There's no way. He's not a soul. There is no way he's going to win. Unless he does. <laughs> <laughs> unless he does. Like, I mean, unless you're right. I mean, unless it, it turns out that the, the, the Sheikh Mohammed bin Salman <laughs> is a giant fan. I don't know. When's the last time we've got a truly. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what he said. Well, I don't know when the last time we got a truly shocking world title change. Like, I think the last time I was truly shocked that someone like winning a world championship, it's it's been a minute. I'll, I'd have to go all the way back to maybe. Daniel Bryan over AJ Styles on SmackDown don't count. Maybe right. Like I'm trying to. I'm not. I'm not trying to think money in the mm-hmm. bank matches. I'm trying to think of just somebody who just. Who what is was, the most shock? I mean, Daniel, that's fine. Well, what is the most shocking of our lifetimes? Gender Mahal. Me. The most. Gender. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say. I'm about to say the gender. The I. I'm I, as a fan of the as one of the the. I don't know how many fans of the the hinder gender yes. movement is out there, but I was there. I, I I was one of those people just like this in the same. Moment where like Jinder Mahal went from a guy who was kind of toiling to all of a sudden shotgunned into the main event mm-hmm. picture, where I didn't think about it at all up until the week of backlash when I was mm-hmm. just like, it would be really funny if Jinder just won the title this week and then it happened. 
right? Like, yeah. I can't remember the last time that that sort of happened. Um, but that's there's an opportunity there. I, I don't think they'll do it for obvious reasons. I think, me personally, I think the way you finish this is, I don't know how you get there, but I think there's a Logan Paul LA Knight US title match in the future. And there's still that unfinished beef between Logan Paul and LA Knight where maybe he costs him the world championship after LA, uh, Logan Paul's already won his US title or something like that. I think maybe there's something there. But I, I, I just don't know, man. Like, the, there's only two ways you kind of end Roman's reign, right? It has to be some big, huge, incredible WrestleMania type moment. Mm-hmm. Or it's got to be some holy shit, I did not see that coming moment. And this is a way where you say, I did not see that coming. True. I don't think it'll happen. It'll ask me the week of if the week, the week going into the, 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 the premium live event. You can always kind of get a feeling like, oh, there's a, there's a chance. There's a chance. I don't think it's a chance right now. though. I'm older mm-hmm. than you guys. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 98 Lawler and King aged roughly a little bit. Okay, better. okay. Uh, say I look better than them in that picture. Well, you yeah. did. You uh, did. You're taller than them too. For me, it's helps. Diesel beating Backland mm, at MSG. I remember that. Which, which is just because it was like what they oh, showed yeah. it on replay on an episode of Raw. Like it was, it was like, what, what do you mean that happened? I don't. I don't understand. Brett just lost the title to Backland at Survivor Series, which I didn't even get. To, I mean, didn't mm-hmm. watch. But like my buddy Brian was like, oh my god, you know, call me on the phone. And then I, I ran up to him on Monday or Tuesday or whatever. I was just like, dude, you, did you see Ron? Like, no, it's like, he lost it. <laughs> so Bob back the with the title and they were like, no, yep. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> just, and then just put on Diesel the very next week. I can't, I can't, I can't hate on it. Um, it damn. would be nice though if they did like a, just did a straight up dusty finish. They're probably saving it to use on Cody at some point. But a dusty finish, like a, a real classic dusty finish, like LA Knight wins the title only to have it revoked on right. SmackDown the next week and Roman Reigns' reign you know, remains intact. Roman Reigns' reign remains in... Yeah, okay, Spain. That's a tongue uh, twister. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. I mean, people are already now talking about Reigns breaking Hogan's record, which is how far September, away? I think it's a, a... You guys were talking about it on September Wednesday Worldwide. September 2024. Really? So we're a, we're a year away from Hulk Hogan's record. <laughs> Would they do it? I don't. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I think. I think in a in a Vince McMahon. And this is me, Galaxy Brain, in this one. I think there's a part of the Vince McMahon controlled WWE that would have never allowed a Hulk Hogan record like that to be broken. Mm. In the same way, the Ric Flair record would be broken. Now that that doesn't seem to be the case even though he's still very much in charge of the macro level of stuff, which I think he would, you know, I, I still think... Ho- now that he's not in charge, wouldn't they be more likely to go try to break it? That's Yeah, so I, I think maybe there's... Here's my thing, though. At some point, it's diminishing returns. You put the belt on Reigns for... You leave the belt on Reigns for another year, and how many more Reigns matches after that do you think you have? Oh, gosh. Right? It makes sense... To call somebody the greatest of all time, although they're doing that with John Cena, who's a part-timer anyway, it's a, it's a, it makes sense to position somebody as better than anyone that's ever come before. Mm-hmm. But does it really does it really matter? It's like does it how much does it really help you to say, 
you know, to, to, to go through all this work just to put Roman Reigns as your record holder and then have him retire six months later. <laughs> and who knows if Roman Reigns is going to be m- more, you know, part of the family five years from now compared to Hulk Hogan. I mean, Hulk Hogan has some incredible pockmarks on his resume. Don't get me <laughs> wrong or whatever. I mean, he, and, and they've had some very bizarre, strained relations in the past. But in the grand spectrum of promotion for ex-wrestler relationships, they're pretty stable. You know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's no way to predict what Roman Reigns is going to be like. You know, what his relationship with WWE is going to be like in five years or ten years or twenty years. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. Although, if WWE was smart, you know what they would do? They would go ahead and call Hulk Hogan on the phone (laughs) and say, "Hey, don't tell anybody, but I want to go ahead and put September 28th, 5th, you know, twenty whatever. What is it? What year are we in? Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Yeah." Yeah, September 28, 2024, whatever the day after, the Raw after, the SmackDown after, go ahead and put that in your calendar and let us go ahead and send you a check. Whatever. We'll go ahead and wire you 10 grand, you know, just to make sure you can get your travel things in order. Yeah. Wait for it to leak out. And the moment that it leaks out, that's when you have LA Knight beat Roman Reigns at a house show. (laughs) You know, like, like, people are like, oh, God, everybody knows they're going to keep the title on him forever. You know, like, we all know this is going to happen. And and right as soon as we believe it, just bang. LA Knight's champion in Saudi Arabia. What if LA Knight wins and Roman Reigns contests on the fact that, like, it wasn't a sanctioned event because it wasn't on American soil? I guess that wouldn't really matter, but yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll think it'll. I'll, we are jumping through so many hoops to try and <laughs> make this match. <laughs> we got to get out of here. We're jumping through hoops. We got to get out of here. By the way, NXT Halloween Havoc is tomorrow. Is as we listen to this tomorrow night. Um, part, there's some night big one stuff. Of night two. Yeah, yeah. Part one of two. Uh, Alexis King, that, that being the former Brian Pillman Jr., is making his debut. Blair Davenport versus Gigi Dolan is going to rock. Uh, what else? Becky Lynch versus Lyra Valkyrio. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Becky might drop the title. Maybe. I don't know about that. And our guy, Mr. Stone, the former Robert Stone versus Braun Breaker. And what is certainly going to be a win for Stone. Don't forget the video <laughs> of Jade doing... I was about to say, yeah, she, she was doing the Dame Time taunt too. So who knows? Maybe maybe she's a big reason of, of how that NXT Women's Championship fares out. But it's going to be exciting, man. NXT's on a ride right now, and I'm excited to see what they do in these next two weeks, especially. And who hurt Trick? Who beat Trick <laughs> up is another Mellow. mystery going around <laughs> in NXT. It was Brian. Ah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Let it out. Oh, you got me. You got It's me. okay. HR already knows about it. Everyone's going to know sooner or later. Uh, anyway, yeah, we got a lot going on. Yes, sir. Uh, you want to get your plugs in on the way out? Yeah, man. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, you catch me on uh, all NBC sports channels throughout the country with Count It Fanatics talking all NBA betting, uh, NBA season preview stuff, uh, basketball talk all week long. Season's here. Can't wait to talk to you guys all about it. Um, and yeah, I'm plugging all that this week, man. It's the season premiere. Let's get to it. Next time we'll do basketball. We'll do the basketball wrestler comparison. <laughs> we got to keep doing it. Love we didn't those. do Rockets today. We'll do Rockets on Thursday for sure. All right? Let's do it. Uh, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Be sure to listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Pete, and of course, The Masked Man Show with Kaz. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our producer, Brian H. Waters, and to Ben Cruz for EPing. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, humanoids. 
Peace.